This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss this is talk sport daily happy monday and welcome to the first talk sport daily podcast of the week i'm john jackson in for andy goldstein and there's only really one place to start as 24 year old colin morikawa becomes the first golfer to win on his debut in two majors as he sealed victory at the 149th Open Championship on a dramatic Sunday in Kent. Here's how it all sounded on TalkSport 2. Here comes Morikawa. Into the hole, and Colin Morikawa is the new Open champion. The 149th champion. Big hug for his caddy. Warm handshake from Louis Oosthuizen. What a performance by Colin Morikawa. He's finished at 15 under par. Now stands arms aloft in the sunshine, applauds the fans who have been so generous to him. Not a single blemish on his card. Four birdies. What a performance. Colin Morikawa is the new Open champion. This is by far one of the best moments of my life, to see everyone out here. Look at all these fans. Let's hear it for you guys. You guys have been amazing. Fantastic performance. Last drop shot was on um, back on the fourth hole yesterday. I have to say, I have been totally impressed by him. To go around that golf course this afternoon without making a bogey under that much pressure, that's uh, impressive to say the least. Uh, yeah, what a what a worthy winner he was. Oh, he he is, and uh, he'll remember this for the rest of his life, no question about it. And with a score of 265, the winner of the gold medal and the champion golfer of the year is Colin Morikawa. And he hoists the claret jug aloft. When you're in these moments and you truly love what you do, which I, I love playing golf and competing against these guys, these are the best moments ever because the nerves push you to just be a better person. Obviously making 
crucial clinch putts on, on a couple of holes to to make your pars and make sure you don't lose any momentum or drop a shot back to the others that are around you that's massive and, and that tends to be the difference you spoke of of Jordan's finish last night it's very very fine margins but look Colin Morikawa has been a class player now for a while I remembered when he played in a in a university's uh, championship in Ireland going back about four or five years ago and even then he was he was tipped to be a, a class apart and, and he's proved it over the last year and a half when he's turned professional and, then, and now has a second major title. And TalkSport 2 is your home of the PGA Tour with coverage of the PGA tournaments throughout the year. On to football now and the former Manchester United striker Wayne Rooney has tipped his old club to challenge for the Premier League title next season. United's record goalscorer was speaking after his derby side faced United in a pre-season friendly. Shortly we'll hear from Danny Mills and Perry Groves but here's the derby boss speaking to TalkSport straight after the match. Corner in for Bruno Fernandes. Pogba heads it in. Goal number five for Manchester United. I know that club very well. The expectations um, they'll have on themselves, the expectations the fans will have on them is to, to be successful. And I think to a year which Oli will be looking at and, and really having a, a good shot at winning the Premier League. I still think they're a way off um, from Manchester City. I think Chelsea will be strong. I think it'll be very, very difficult for, for Manchester United to, to win the title. Mm. I mean, unless they maybe add Harry Kane to that as well. Jaden Sancho on a hat-trick, racing clear into the penalty area. He might go alone. He does go alone. And there is Jaden Sancho's hat-trick. He is back in a big, big way. What does he add that they Goals? haven't already got in those positions? But would he do it in the Premier League? I, I don't know. You know what's he going to get? 10, 15 goals. I don't see it much more than that. That's probably similar sort of return to if you played Mason Greenwood on that side or Marcus Rashford. It's not you're not doubling the goal tally, are you? You know, in that area. Yes, I understand, and I accept he's possibly a, an upgrade or a slightly better player than those, and, and might cause one or two more problems. But I don't think Jaden Sancho alone takes you from you know second, third, fourth, you know, suddenly to first. I'm still not convinced with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer because he's not elite. Manchester United are an elite football club, right, and spend elite money. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer wouldn't be in your top 10, 15 managers in the world. Mm. Nowhere near. And he's done a good job. Don't get me wrong. He's done a better job than what I thought he was going to do. But then I think he's taken them as far as what he possibly can. I do think it's going to put a lot more pressure on Oli. I think look, you're, you're at Manchester United, one of the best teams in the world, in world football, so he's going to have a lot more pressure if he gets them, them players through the door. We've got John, the Manchester United fan, uh, who has called in. And John, you're saying that he has to win the league or at least take the title race to the final month of the season. Manchester United are judged on, on winning the league, not top four. There was a few signings away from being a real contender. Mm. Um, but now... If you get these signings over the line, I'm going to have to look at it in a different light because for me, obviously, Man City are light years ahead of anybody at the moment. And um, But when you see these kind of signings going to Manchester United, Man City will be scared. And what about matters concerning his Derby County team this season? Rooney spoke with Talk Sports' James Savendra just moments after the final whistle. Wayne, how have you found your first pre-season as a club manager so far? Yeah, it's been good. The lads have been excellent. As a, last season, we chopped and changed in formation and personnel um, quite a lot. Um, it was needs must. Um, but it's been an opportunity for me to 
try and get my style of play into the team. Um, obviously, it's only been two weeks of doing that with the players, but they're, they're taking the information in very well. Um, so we know we, we will get better. Um, and, but I've been delighted with the lads over the last couple of weeks. They've worked really hard. Five trialists today. Who stood out for you? I thought Sonny Aluko showed a lot of energy considering it was his first game for a little while. Yeah, he did. thought some, some very good moments on the ball. I think Jag showed us um, experience um, for the time he was on the pitch. Um, Ravel had little flashes, little moments, um, but they're still getting fit. They're still, um, I think that's Ravel's first game for a long, long time. So you could see he was feeling it, so we still need to get them up to speed. Um, pre-season is a great chance to do that, is what we have to do, but also um, we have to do that and do a lot of sessions on, with the video to obviously try and make sure we improve. There's a lot of talk about Ravel. Ravel Morrison is 28 years of age. He's had 12 clubs over 11 years, played 98 games. He doesn't stay anywhere, and the reasons why he doesn't stay anywhere is because nobody wants him to stay there. So why is this kind of any difference? I don't mean to be disrespectful. The, the, the world is full of incredibly talented footballers that can leave it on the training ground. And this wonderful story of how many times he nutmegged Nemanja Vidic is irrelevant. Do you feel like you're the man to, to get the best out of him? What needs to happen so that he can reach the levels that I think everybody that's worked with him knows he's capable of? Yeah, no, listen, Ravel's a very um, nice lad. Um, a bit um, misunderstood at times. Um, it's obviously my job to make sure I can get the best out of him. Um, I'm confident I can do that. Um, I have to manage him right and um, I've no worries about that Now Arsenal have started to strengthen their squad ahead of the new season with the club set to sign the Brighton defender Ben White Shortly we'll hear from former title winner Perry Groves but here's Tony Cascarino and Gunners fan Jordan Jarrett Bryan who both gave their predictions ahead of the new season and it might surprise a few We have to do better. We have to be much more consistent. We have to win more games. And in order to do that, um, there are certain things that have to improve. There's lots of players need to come into Arsenal. A lot of players gone, by the way. So the manager needs numbers. He needs quality in key areas of the pitch. Here's Aubameyang into the box. He doesn't miss chances. Edge of the area. Right-footed shot towards the far corner. What Teta needs to really you know, change that team and be ready to go for next season. This is it with Arsenal. It, this is the end of the street for them. Make changes. You have to. We're battling now to get into fourth position. This, that's where our progression it's, is. It's a big battle. It's a it? big battle, but mm. I'm looking... It is Arteta's group of players this season because you have to get players out as well rather than getting players in. Mm. So Arteta doesn't have any excuses now. He's going to be under massive pressure. The first four or five games in the start of the season isn't particularly easy. He's got to get the best out of Aubameyang, where I don't think he handed him particularly well with senior players. Arsenal lost 13 games last season in the Premier League. Disgraceful. And that's... Well, it's disgraceful. It's a lot of football matches. Yeah. OK, and in some ways it was... Deemed as a transitional season for Arsenal. Anyone that knows me and has listened to me on TalkSport, I've been one of the people that have been throughout the season a big supporter of Mikel Arteta, even when they were 15th. I mm. didn't think he should have been sacked. Um, 13 games losing, I think, is, is, is unacceptable. And if he had been sacked, it's hard to defend that he shouldn't have been sacked. I don't care what squad you've got at Arsenal, you can't finish eight. One of them will make the top six, but one of them will definitely won't make it. I don't. I think out of the two, I'd probably say I'd have just Arsenal in front of Spurs, 
but mm. not by a big difference. Will they address the problems? They need a right back. They need a couple of midfielders. But I think there are a lot of elements there that Mikel Arteta has to address. And if he's not, use the word again, demanding certain things, I think he could yeah. be in big trouble. And we end today with the British and Irish Lions with less than a week to go until they face South Africa in the first of three test matches, all of which you'll hear live and exclusive on TalkSport. Much of the talk has been about who should start in that opening game. Former Lions prop Alex Corbacero and former Lions captain Rory Best discuss that very matter on TalkSport. Marco von der said, thank you very much, we've done our work for the day. And Elliot Daly taps it onto his left foot, puts it into the stands, and that is it. The warm-ups are done and dusted. From here on in, it is Test Match Rugby all the way. I think he'll be reasonably happy. They've obviously had a few easy run-outs against the, the provincial teams, um, easy scorelines. Yeah. There's been some of the games, there's been moments where it's been, it's been tight and they've had to work hard, but... By and large, you felt that they've cruised it a bit. I think Warren Gantt will, will be pretty happy. I think it was always a risk. And it's not always just the quality of opposition. I think it's the fewer games together as well and the consistent building from sort of the earlier warm-up sort of more games into that sort of run into test intensity, which is lacking a little bit. The good side is you've got an amazing squad of players that will come off the back of a long season that should be ready to go bar one or two injury chops and changes. But I definitely think this is probably the most undercooked line side we're going to see play a first test that I can remember. And here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Three and four are the numbers called. Number four is Adam Beard. And he replaced Alan Wynne-Jones a few weeks ago. Alan Wynne-Jones has just replaced Adam Beard and he's back onto an international rugby field in Cape Town three weeks after dislocating his shoulder. I think it was massive for him to be, to be back involved. And uh, he's there and, and he's a very talismatic leader and, and people like him. People want to play alongside him and... Um, I think it, it's a massive lift for the Lions to have him available. Here comes Marcus Smith, he's taking it up to the halfway line, gives it to Lewis Rees-Samit, and the Lions are going to go 95 metres, and Lewis Rees-Samit will score. And Marcus Smith, well, it was a quick tap to him. He was five metres out from his own line, and he just put his foot on the loud pedal and soared out to the 22. There's no doubt that he's a very, very talented rugby player, and when given time and space, he can cut people apart. I think it was the the last game, the last try, where he made that break and and put Rhys away was just incredible. Ty Byrne again finds Stuart Hogg up to the 22. Finds Sam Simmons. No one's going to stop Sam Simmons there. He scores tries and he's got a try for the British and Irish Lions this afternoon. I think the first test. I think the Lions will win. I think that. I think that the Lions will will just have too much. And and the fact that South Africa have only played. Well, once against Georgia, and mm. maybe just about half the team played against the Lions, um, whatever it'll be, last Wednesday. So mm. um, I think that, that that sort of extra match hardness will stand to the Lions, and I think they'll win this game on Saturday. So that's it for another TalkSport Daily Podcast. Thank you for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcasts from. There'll be another one of these Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily Podcasts out first thing in the morning, presumably with Andy Goldstein. But the live sport does continue tonight on TalkSport 2. Live coverage of the first round of the PDC World Darts match play with the likes of Michael Van Gerwen and Gary Anderson both in action. We'll be on air from 7. That 
was a podcast from Talk Sport.